back to the Squared Sports Podcast. I'm this podcast, Lane Frank. We're in uh, episode number 70, everybody. It's for 70 episodes through, and I got an action-packed episode planned for you. MLB, no deal reached. Two series so far have been canceled. Probably more down the way. Spring training, everything like that. I mean, just wild stuff going on in MLB right now. It's March, everybody. March Madness. We March Madness this month, everybody. Everything like that. James Harden making his debut with the Philadelphia 76ers. We're going to talk about that for sure. So much more. Stay tuned. Squared Sports with Lane Frank, episode 70. Stay tuned. Let's start for episode number 70. How you always do with the headlines in the NBA? Jaw Morant, everybody. That, that's all I have to say. They beat the Bulls right after the All-Star break. And then they play the other night. And Jaw drops 52. 52 points. Jaw Morant had that crazy buzz beer. Had that insane dunk. He has the Spurs. Best dunk of the year by far. Jaw Morant. I mean, the three, deep three, everything like that. Jaw Morant right now could be the MVP candidate. I mean, MVP favorite. I got something coming up later about MVP favorites, everything like that. That's top five. And I got something about John Morant coming up next time. But a lot of stuff going with John Morant, everybody. So much. I mean, could John Morant potentially win MVP? 52 points. 52 points. Drop 40 against the Bulls. I mean, John Morant going off right now. I know a bit about the Grizzlies title contenders. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, Mavericks, everybody. Mavericks are rolling. Okay, they go down a lot on Sunday night against the Golden State Warriors. I think it was like 93-76, to 76, something like that. And then by the time the game was over, the Warriors had around 97 points in the Mavericks, won that game, everybody. I mean, wow to see. What a comeback that was. It's led almost by Spencer Dinwiddie. I know Spencer Dinwiddie, not the best player on the team, but his presence in the locker room, his presence on the court, everything like that, has helped this Mavericks team. It's better that they didn't go after Goran Dragic because that was a so do they could pull. It was either they were either going to trade Kristaps or Goran Dragic. They were going to trade Kristaps or Davis Bertans and Spencer Dinwiddie. They took Spencer Dinwiddie. I mean, smart move. Playing great right now, Spencer Dinwiddie. Luka Doncic playing at all-time level right now. Could be an MVP candidate. I mean, once all said and done, Luka Doncic playing amazing right now. Dallas Mavericks. But let's move over to Philadelphia where James Harden makes his NBA debut with Philadelphia 76ers after the trade a couple weeks ago with the Brooklyn Nets, saying Ben Simmons over to Brooklyn where he's hurt right now and everything like that. We're not here to talk about Ben Simmons. We're here to talk about James Harden, Joel Embiid, and the Philadelphia 76ers. So they play Minnesota Timberwolves. They're only two-point favorites, and they blow them out of the water. They win by 30 points. James Harden and the Sixers, they look great that game. Then they played the Knicks on Sunday, and they won by 16 points. It was a good game. But that play... I mean, back behind the back pass to Joel Embiid, the dunk. I mean, that's one of the, that's one of the cleanest plays we've seen in the NBA uh, this year. I mean, that was an awesome play to see right there. Just I mean, they ran to uh, RJ Barrett after it, but it's still a cool play. I mean, just behind the back pass to Joel Embiid, dunk, just so in motion right now. I mean, great chemistry right now going on with James Harden and Joel Embiid. And jo- James Harden, I mean, I don't know if he's ever going to be that player again where he feels like he has to drop 50 points a night, 50 points a night. He's more of that point guard role now, James Harden. We can maybe average a triple-double. He's averaging 27, 22 points right now. 10 assists and 8 rebounds. I mean, that's pretty damn dear close to a triple-double there. But Russell Westbrook's lining close to averaging a triple-double. James Harden is. James Harden tearing it up in his first couple games with the Philadelphia 76ers. But let's move to the New York Knicks, who they beat on Sunday. R.J. Barrett, by goes up against the Miami in their first game back from the All-Star break. I'm excited to watch this game. Knicks go up 10 to nothing early. Oh, they're going to win this game. Julius Randle might have a good game, everything like that. No, but R.J. Barrett has 30 points at halftime and has 46 points in the game. Wow. I mean, just wow. Jimmy Butler said R.J. Barrett's going to be the face of the Knicks. And I would take R.J. Barrett as the face of the Knicks over Julius Randle. I think a lot of people would do that right now. R.J. Barrett, an amazing player, but I mean, 46 points. Could be an all-star next season. R.J. Barrett, maybe in the near future. I mean, R.J. Barrett, great player. Not a John Morant type player. Not a Zion Williamson type player. But R.J. Barrett, still a great player from that draft class. Still a top 10 player from that draft class. R.J. Barrett tearing it up after the All-Star break. 46 points that night against Miami Heat. 30 points in the first half. You don't see that very often. A player dropping 30 points. Let alone R.J. Barrett. 46 points in the first half for R.J. Barrett. Getting a little more out of his comfort zone. Shooting more three. Shooting more mid-range. R.J. Barrett turning into a good player. 46 points. 
for RJ Barrett. What a game that was for RJ Barrett. Not so much the Knicks. They'll lose it to the Miami Heat. But some more to the NFL. We've got some free agency stuff going on. Free agency going around everybody. Some rumors about Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers maybe a short-term deal to Packers. Everything like that. So, not crazy news in the NFL. I got some segment coming up later about uh, NFL trade and Renault. Everything like that. Should Kyle Murray be traded? Leave your answer in the comment section. Zayger released a statement this week. Everything like that about Kyle Murray saying, we want a long-term extension. Does Kyle Murray deserve a long-term extension? Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Some more to the MLB. Or like I said, we have no dealer so far between the MLBPA and MLB. MLB offered the MLBPA Player Association a deal. MLB Player Association said no. So they canceled most spring training, obviously, canceling the first two series of the MLB season, which is just terrible. I mean, that's the first two weeks of the MLB season. Sad to see right there. I mean, just I love MLB. And my good point right here is that. This is going to take off stats of some guys. I mean, two years ago, you have a 60-game season. That takes off stats of guys like Fernando Tatis Jr., who was in a prime year, maybe could have won MVP that year, but didn't have enough games. Now, this year, Fernando Tatis Jr., 162 games, plays great, but now, this year, everything like that, doesn't have 162 games, probably, because this season's not going to have 162 games. Tougher players coming up in minor leagues, stats, everything like that. Maybe once all said and done, these players' careers, you compare it to other players' stats. Shortened seasons, everything like that. I don't know how many games there are going to be this season. Leave your answer in the comment section. How many games will be played this season in the MLB? That's about for the headlines this week. Okay, so I got a new segment for Squared Sports fans, everybody. It's called My Weekly Favorite. So the best thing I saw this week, everybody, and the best thing I saw this week was John Moran, everybody. I know I agree about him in the headlines, but John Moran's play this week has been amazing. I'm going to compare him to Zion a little bit in this segment, but John Moran, 52 points, dunk on Yaka Pearl, almost near half-court shot. Best buzzer beer of the season by far. At least had a quarter. I mean, most acrobatic. Wild right there. John Morant, one of the most athletic players in the NBA, will be better than Derrick Rose. I know he's going to be compared to Derrick Rose. Will be better than the prime Derrick Rose once all said and done. John Morant will be a Hall of Famer one day. He could win MVP this year. He could be the second youngest MVP of all time, barely behind Derrick Rose. Wild stuff going on right now, John Morant. Wild stuff. I mean, just an amazing player. But let's compare to Zion a little bit here. Would you take John Morant over Zion Williamson right now if you have the chance? If you're in New Orleans Pelicans, I'm asking you, would you take John Morant over Zion Williamson if you got the chance to do that and go back to top? My answer right now, Yes, yes, 1,000% I'll take John Morant over Zion Williamson. Now, rookie seasons, we're talking rookie seasons, Zion Williamson, I know he played less games than John Morant, but he had a better rookie season. Last year, Zion Williamson had a better year than John Morant. But this year, I know Zion Williamson hasn't played, but he wasn't going to match up to what John Morant's doing right now. I know John Morant was hurt a little bit earlier this year, but durability is your best ability, pretty much. Availability is your best ability. Zion Williamson that hasn't had that so far in his NBA career. John Morant obviously played a lot more games. John Morant can have minor injuries. Zion Williamson. So far in his young NBA career, he's had some major injuries, broken foot, torn meniscus, shut him out for half his rookie season, everything like that. So availability is your best ability. That's what John Moran has in his case. He fits Norris Pelicans at the time. I mean, he fit better than Zion because he could, they could have paired him Drew Holiday. I don't care about Lonzo Ball. I know they have him at the time. But he would have been a better fit, everybody. He's easier to build around, everything like that. Because Zion Williamson, you don't know what position he is. Tell me right now. Can you tell me right now exactly what position Zion Williamson is? Is he a small forward? Is he a point guard? Is he less to bring up the ball? Is he a center? Not six foot six. No, no, no. Tough to tell Zion Williamson. Easier to build around John Morant. Easier to go around. I'm not hating on Zion Williamson here. But John Morant, amazing player. I would definitely take John Morant over Zion Williamson. I think it's all said and done. John Morant will be a better player than Zion Williamson. You can bookmark it. That's about for my weekly favorite. Leave your thoughts in the comment section.
Now, top five, everybody. This week's top five is my top five MVP kids so far in the season. I'm going to say right here, I do have John Morant on this list, but not at number one. Let's hop into it. Number five, Luka Doncic. Ever since that Kristaps Porzingis trade, Luka Doncic dropped 50 points the next night. Has career high. Luka Doncic is tearing it up. I talked about in the headlines how they beat the Warriors. Luka Doncic had a good game. Luka Doncic, a great player so far this season. Fifth best player. So far, in the NBA this year, fifth best chance to win MVP, in my opinion. Not going to win MVP, but definitely, is, definitely up there as a candidate. Fifth best MVP candidate, Luka Doncic. Number four, Nikola Jokic, everybody. Nikola Jokic might be the most valuable player in the NBA right now. I know this word stands for most valuable player, but it's not always given to the most valuable player. It's given to the most outstanding player. But maybe if it was actually given to the most valuable player, it would be Nikola Jokic because he's playing on a team right now without Michael Porter Jr., without Jamal Burton. He's two co-stars with Aaron Gordon, but still. Nikola Jokic tearing it up right now. Fourth best MVP candidate, Nikola Jokic. Number three, John Morant, everybody. I don't have him in the top two, but John Morant so far doing so well. Only averaged 20 points a game. I mean, I don't like to look at so much points per game, everything like that, but as of lately, MVP might be a what have you done for me lately type of award. I know John Morant missed a lot of time, but John Morant's done great so far. This is all-star break. Was in the all-star game this year. All-star meets the criteria for an MVP candidate. John Morant, third best MVP candidate, in my opinion. Number two is going to be DeMar DeRozan. There's going to be Joel Embiid. Leave it to pick in the comment section. I got DeMar DeRozan at number two, everybody, and I got Joel Embiid at number one. DeMar DeRozan, I know his 30-point streak just came to an end, everything like that. DeMar DeRozan, not so great since coming out of the All-Star break. I know they lost to the Grizzlies, and DeMar DeRozan still dropped 30 points in that game. But then they got a crucial game against the Miami Heat to take first place in the East, maybe a tiebreaker at the end of the year. But no, they get smacked. Don't even crack 90. Wow, to see there. So I have DeMar DeRozan number two on my list, and I have Joel Embiid number one. That's why I have top five this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, these NFL teams, these NFL superstars, will these NFL teams trade NFL superstars? Will they trade them or not? Let's all up into it. First one I got here right here, Kyler Murray, but Kyler Murray, you can think about it. the attitude issues that are playing. Starts the season 7-0, whoa, 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 doing great. Loses DeAndre Hopkins down the way. Obviously, he's going to lose that playoff game. Going up against the Super Bowl champions, not the time, but Los Angeles Rams. I mean, Kyler Murray, without DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, uh, what are you going to do, win that game? And he thinks that everybody's blaming him. No, not everybody's blaming Kyler Murray. He's acting like he's playing victim, everything like that. Kyler Murray, you can see his attitude issues coming up at Oklahoma, stuff like that. Got a benching one game at Oklahoma for some practice stuff, everything like that. Kyler Murray, Larry, called out by Larry Fitzgerald's father, everything like that. Kyler Murray, is he a good teammate? I can't answer that question right now. I remember at the Columbine a couple years ago, they said he had one of the worst interview rates of all time. I mean, I could see that. Kyler Murray, not that great of a person, not that great of a teammate, everything like that. Kyler Murray doesn't deserve a $200 million contract this offseason. Maybe next offseason, he doesn't deserve Josh Allen, doesn't deserve Russell Wilson, doesn't deserve Patrick Mahomes type money. I don't think he deserves this extension this summer. I really don't. I mean, Baker Mayfield didn't earn an extension last summer, but man, Kyler Murray, I don't think he should have. Maybe next summer, but Kyler Murray, a lot of stuff going on with Kyler Murray right now. I don't think the Arizona Cardinals should trade him, but it could definitely be a possibility if Tampa Bay Buccaneers try to go after him, if another team tries to go after him. A lot of stuff going on with Kyler Murray right now. But I'm going to say right now, don't trade your franchise quarterback, Arizona Cardinals. Don't trade Kyler Murray. I think the situation gets semi-revolved. Resolved. I mean, not fully to extension everything like that. But I'm saying no to Kyler Murray trade as of right now. Devontae Adams, no. Okay, you asked me last week. I'm probably saying yes. Yes, maybe a franchise tag trade, everything like that. Because there's rumors going on right now that maybe they could franchise tag and then trade him to another team. But no, I think he stays in Green Bay. I think Aaron Rodgers maybe comes back in a two-year deal that retires, tries to win an archship, everything like that. I think Aaron Rodgers 
satisfied with his stay in Green Bay so far. Right now, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Green Bay Packer next year. As what I'm hearing right now, what I'm hearing in the NFL, everything like that right now, I'm going to say Devontae Adams, no trade, no franchise tag trade, anything like that. Devontae Adams stays Green Bay Packer next season. Deshaun Watson, possibly. And the only reason I'm saying possibly, not 100% yes, is not because of legal issues. It's because... I mean, Houston Texans could be an upcoming team with Levy Smith, everything like that. They can keep on some good pieces. They can get a solid running game. If they can get a solid offensive line outside of Larry Tunsil, they can get some solid wide receiver pieces. Maybe they get another for Sean Pegg this year, take Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, somebody like that. It's a reliable option. I know it's maybe not that big of a possibility, but Sean Watson could definitely be traded this offseason. There's also a slim chance there they can remain a Houston Texan next season playing as a Houston Texan. I think Deshaun Watson, maybe there's, uh, that's my thought on Deshaun Watson. Now, Saquon Barkley. My New York Giants, everybody. I'm going to say 100% yes. Saquon Barkley, a running back, who will go for maybe two first-round picks right now, who won't be that good next year, Saquon Barkley, in my opinion. Saquon Barkley, as a New York Giants fan, I would easily take one or two first-round picks, or maybe even one first-round pick, a third-round pick, anything like that. Saquon Barkley, for sure, has some good trade value right now. If you want to trade him after next offseason, I don't think trade value is going to be as high as it is right now. I'm saying 100% yes, trade Saquon Barkley. My New York Giants. That's about for Trey or Ned this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Do you think these superstars should get trade? Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, I didn't know everybody. This week's didn't know. It's a great one. Did you know Max Scherzer? New Met Max Scherzer. Just tore Nationals fans. Hearts out right there. But new Met Max Scherzer has led them with being strikeouts since 2002. Since 2002, Max Scherzer's led the league in strikeouts. Max Scherzer made his MLB debut in 2008, everybody. So since 2002, the person who has had the most strikeouts in MLB has been Max Scherzer. He didn't even make his MLB debut until six years later. That's wild right there, everybody. Didn't did know that? Leave your thoughts in the comment section. That's about for didn't know this week. Now, college basketball mass, and I got a fire college basketball mass for you. Let's all admit the top five teams in college basketball. We're going to pick the conference championships and all the Power Six conferences in college basketball. And I'm going to run you by top games in college basketball this weekend. Let's all admit Number five, Kentucky, everybody. We had the wildest weekend of college basketball, maybe in history. I mean, all this day of college basketball history by far. I mean, top six lost. Texas Tech lost, everything like that. So many top 10 teams lost. Wild day of college basketball. Top six lost. Crazy to see there. But I got number five right here, Kentucky. One of those teams that lost. I, think, I still think Kentucky's a top 10 team in college basketball. Top five team in college basketball. Oscar Shibway, rebound machine. Ty Ty Washington, good player. Everything like that. So I got Kentucky as the fifth best team in college basketball. Number four, the Baylor Bears, everybody. I'm not hyping. I'm not hopping fully on the Baylor hype train. Most people have them at number three. I got Baylor at number four, but James Kinjo, everything like that, still a really good player. Flo Thomba, I know they lost uh, Jonathan Trauma, everything like that earlier in the season against Texas, but still a good team, Baylor. Got that good winning against Kansas. So, I got number four right now, Baylor. Number three, and they are number one right now in actual rankings, but this is my power rankings. Squared sports power rankings for college basketball. I got Gonzaga at number three, but Gonzaga loses to St. Mary's. St. Mary's. I know they're ranked, but still, St. Mary's, everything like that. Gonzaga loses to them. I got Gonzaga as the third best team in college basketball. Three losses on the season for Gonzaga. All really not great losses. I mean, all upsets, everything like that. They weren't underdogs in any of those games. They were almost heavily favored in that game except the Duke one. So Gonzaga, third best team in college basketball. Number two, Arizona. I know Arizona's number two in real life. I really like Arizona. I was, I was kind of shocked they lost to Colorado a little bit there. I know senior night, emotion side, everything like that. Jabari Walker played well. But Arizona, Kirk Rizia, 
Benedict Matherin, good team, everything like that. So I got Arizona as the second best team in college basketball. Now, number one, who is the best team in college basketball? It's Duke Air, but it's going to be Coach K's last game ever at Cameron Indoor this weekend. I got my Coach K shirt on here. But, I mean, we're going to pick that game. Duke versus UNC in Cameron Indoor. Coach K's last game ever in Cameron Indoor Stadium. But Duke, number one team in college basketball right now. I mean, when you think about it, when it's all said and done, Duke's whole starting five, A.J. Griffin, Trevor Keels, Paolo Boncaro, Mark Williams, Wendell Moore, could all be first-round picks. Everybody. The whole entire starting five could all be first-round picks when it's all said and done. That could be the first time it's ever done. I mean, their whole starting five right now is at least projected to be in top 30, top 40 picks, everything like that, and then be a draft. I think they could all definitely be first-round picks when it's all said and done. But Duke, the best team in college basketball right now, the most talented team in college basketball, no bit bad. Duke, number one team in college basketball. But let's go into the conference championship game. So we're going to be picking the Power Six, not the Power Five. Remember, in college basketball, it's Power Six and the Big East Villanova, Amperol, Vince, Xavier, all those teams into it. So let's all pick it. Who's going to win the Big Ten? I'd love to pick my Michigan Wolverines. But after that game on Sunday, I saw Illinois as the best team in the Big Ten. I was so on high on that Illinois hype train last year. But now, pop back on it this year. I don't think they're going to win the NCAA championship or anything like that. But I got Illinois winning the Big Ten championship this year. Illinois, really, really good team. Andre Curbelo. Kofi Cokeburn, maybe the best player in college basketball, the most dominant player in college basketball maybe I've ever seen. You, I mean, you see Kofi Cokeburn, he's probably the tallest player in college basketball. He's one of the biggest players in college basketball, and he dominates you on every force of the game. Kofi Cokeburn, great player. Then you got Alfonso Plummer, who doesn't miss, had 25 points in that first half. Eight, I mean, he had like eight threes in that game. They got Trent Frazier on the wing, everything like that. This is a really, really good team, in my opinion, Illinois. And I think they do win the Big Ten championship, maybe over Wisconsin, maybe over Michigan, anything like that. So I got Big Ten. Illinois as the Big Ten Championship winner. Now, Pac-12, everybody. I got a bit of an upset here. Not Arizona. I got USC, everybody. USC plays Arizona this week, but I got USC in this matchup. I got USC winning Pac-12, everybody. It's either going to be against UCLA or it's going to be against Arizona, in my opinion. USC, really, really good team. Boogie Ellis, Isaiah Mobley, Drew Peterson. I like this team. I watched the game against Oregon. They fought. They were a good team in that game. Arizona, uh, USC, a really, really good team. I think USC wins the Pac-12. I think USC definitely has a shot to make the Final Four. It's all said and done. When I see my bracket, I might just have USC in the Final Four. But I like, I love this USC team. Boogie Ellis. I mean, what a tr- move that was to transfer all the way from Memphis over to USC. We all love Evan Mobley, everything like that. But his brother, Isaiah Mobley, on USC, I mean, just great college basketball player, everything like that. Isaiah Mobley, a really, really good player, in my opinion. So I got USC winning the Pac-12 there. But now, the ACC, this is not a toss-up at all. It's probably the easiest conference pick. Probably the worst Power 6 conference in college basketball right now is the ACC. So I got Duke winning the ACC championship, everybody. They won the ACC regular season championship. I got Duke winning the ACC tournament, everything like that also. So Duke wins the ACC tournament. Now, SEC, everybody. I got Kentucky Win the SEC. I know they got that tough loss to Arkansas. I know they got that tough loss to Auburn, but I don't think Auburn wins the SEC tournament championship. Anything like that. I don't think Tennessee SEC tournament championship. And I don't think Arkansas is SEC tournament championship. The one thing all these teams have in common is that none of them really lose at home. Tennessee has like one loss at home. Arkansas has one loss at home. Auburn has no losses at home, and Kentucky has no losses at home. So this can be neutral slayer by up for grabs, everything like that. So I got Kentucky winning the SEC by. Oscar Sheebway, one of the most dominant players in college basketball. Ty Ty Washington, good guard in college basketball. Kentucky wins the SEC championship. Now, the Big East, Villanova, no doubt about that. I like this Providence team of Ed Cooley is brought together. And I like Xavier, Paul Scruggs. I like UConn. I'm Sonogo and Danny Hurley. I mean, he's put a great team there. He's going to make tournament run, probably. UConn, great team. But I think Villanova wins the Big East tournament. No debate about it. I mean, Jay Wright built a great team. Colin Gillespie came back for his senior year, everything like that. So I think Villanova wins the Big East. Now, the Big 12, the last 
conference we're going to pick right here. The Big 12, this is also a bit of a toss because it's a great conference. You got so many ranked teams. You got, I mean, Iowa State, I know they're not ranked, but they were a good team earlier this year. You got Texas, ranked right now. I just lost to Baylor. You got Baylor, everybody, like I just said, great team. You got Kansas, who just lost to Baylor, and now you got Texas Tech. Lost to TCU and beat Kansas State. Probably going to win the Big 12 regular season. So, I think team won the Big 12 regular season in Texas Tech is going to win the Big 12 tournament championship Texas Tech. I think Texas Tech wins the Big 12 tournament championship. That's about my picks of tournament championships. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, let's move to the games that we care about. We got some great games this weekend. Texas-Kansas everybody. Great Big 12 matchup. I got Texas in this one though. Oche Baji. David McCormick. I don't think he won this one. Christian Braun, a great player to watch. Everything like that. Great guard. But I don't think Kansas wins this matchup. I don't. Texas gets a comeback win. I mean, just and they need this one. A redemption win, everything like that. They lost to Baylor. They lost Texas Tech twice this year. They need this one for maybe our seeding hopes, maybe three seed, anything like that. I think Texas definitely wins this matchup over Kansas. USC, UCLA, battle for LA. USC won it last time. I think USC wins it this time again. Arkansas, Tennessee, everybody. Both teams, I mean, playing great at home, but only one team's I own this at the time. I got Arkansas over Tennessee in this matchup. Michigan, Ohio State, everybody. In Columbus, Michigan won in Columbus last year. Juwan Howard's undefeated in Columbus against Chris Holtman. So I think Juwan Howard doesn't get it. I mean, Juwan Howard not coaching this game, obviously. Phil Martelli is coaching this game, though. When it, I mean, his fifth game, the Michigan head coach, interim Michigan head coach, so Juwan Howard comes back and... Big Ten Tournament Championship and NCAA Tournament and NCAA Tournament, which I do think Michigan will be in. So I think Michigan wins this matchup over Ohio State. Phil Martelli gets his win over Chris Holtman, everybody. Phil Martelli, one of the best assistants in the country. I mean, Phil Martelli was an amazing head coach of St. Joe's for a while. I mean, coach players like Delonte West brought that team to the championship almost every year. I mean, the NCAA Tournament almost every year. Phil Martelli, a great assistant coach, now as the acting head coach of Michigan. Though Juwan Howard comes back from the suspension. So I got Phil Martelli. Michigan taking a dub over Ohio State. Now, the last game, UNC Duke, everybody. North Carolina versus Duke. Duke blew North Carolina at their own stadium this year. North Carolina played in Chapel Hill against Duke this, earlier this year. Brady Manick, pretty much only player, played well on North Carolina that game. Duke smoked them. And I think it happens again in this one. Coach K's last game ever at Cameron Indoor. I think Duke wins this one. I got my Coach K shirt on here. But Duke wins this game. No debate about it. Duke smokes North Carolina out of the building. That's about college basketball match this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, I've got some more football for you to round out this episode. It's at the buzzer, but now, my topic right here in the NFL is, will Aaron Rodgers return to Green Bay Packers? Will he end his career as a Green Bay Packer? My picker right now is yes. I don't think he goes to the Colts. I don't think he goes to the Titans. I don't think he goes to the Broncos. I think the Broncos have maybe even given up on trying to get Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers remains a Green Bay Packer for the rest of his career. And, you know, fans will be happy with that. Fans will be really happy with that, everything like that. I mean, Aaron Rodgers might even win our Super Bowl in his time as a Green Bay Packer. He's got at least three, four years left in him. If Aaron Rodgers wants to retire after two years, so be it. Aaron Rodgers, great player, in my opinion. I mean, cool MVP next year, everything like that. So, Aaron Rodgers, I think he returns to the Green Bay Packers. Do you think that? Leave your answer in the comment section. That's about for at the buzzer this week. Now, the best for the last question there, everybody, and this is the NBA question that who will win the Eastern Conference and who will win the Western Conference? Both these conferences are packed. This will be the greatest playoffs of all time, and I haven't even seen the playoff bracket even close to it yet, and we're months away from the playoffs even being started. But it's going to be amazing playoffs, everybody. You got 
potential chances for the eight seed could upset a one seed. If the Nets are the eight seed and they go up against the Bucks as one seed, uh, he is the one seed, the Bulls is the one seed, that's a series and that's probably end up winning. If it's the Lakers, the eight seed, you never want to count the Lakers out. I know they're playing terrible right now for that horrible loss to New Orleans, but still, you never want to count out LeBron in the playoffs, everything like that. But that's about for question day this week. Who will meet in the NBA Finals? Who will win the NBA championship? Leave your answer in the comment section. That's about for question day this week. That's about for Squared Sports Lane Frick, episode 70. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squared Sports Instagram at Squared Sports. Follow Squared Sports on Twitter at Squared Sport. Follow Squared Sports on TikTok at Squared Sports. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and view the best sports content in the world. We'll be back here next week, episode 71. Stay tuned.